Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, Remember to Forget. And our text is from the Gospel of Luke 17, the first through the fourth verses. Jesus said to his disciples, Things that cause people to stumble are bound to come, but woe to anyone through whom they come. It would be better for them to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around their neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. So watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you to say, I repent, you must forgive them. I don't know if you watch much television, but if you do, more than likely you believe the world is a scary place. Whether it's the movies or reality TV or television news, that is the main message you get these days from the broadcast industry, fear. One guy has even coined a name for it, the mean world syndrome. The late George Gerbner, a communications expert, argued that people who watch TV tend to think of the world as an intimidating and unforgiving place. Well, I made a career out of television, but I don't watch much these days. I do agree, however, with that theory. It doesn't take a terrorist attack or a mass shooting or an awful reality to understand that the world is becoming more unforgiving. You can see it in classrooms, the marketplace, the workplace. It's not just TV. It's kind of the life we're living. There's an uncertainty in the world these days. And, and you see signs of it everywhere. I had this situation. I was in the airport, and a guy accidentally knocked my computer down off of the uh, conveyor belt that was going on in the security area, and I lost my temper. I never lose my temper. The man actually apologized, and I just kind of turned away. I, I wasn't ready to forgive him. And I, I really, by the time I got on the plane, I really wish I could have found that man to go back and say, I'm sorry that I had such a negative attitude. But I think it's this increasingly hostile atmosphere in which we live. There is this uncivility. There is this bullying in, in the atmosphere. It's, it's just really a hard thing to think about these days. We live in an unforgiving world. Now, there are many reasons that forgiveness is just difficult. Somewhere along the way, we associate forgiveness with canceling out the consequences for wrongdoing. We think if we forgive someone, we actually give them room to repeat the offense. I'm not going to forgive you. You're going to go out and do it again. We think that forgiving is a sign of weakness. But Jesus actually tells us it's a sign of strength. It's always good to go back to the Bible to review what God says about forgiveness. Of all the virtues and values covered in God's word, forgiveness is right up there at the top. We do need to rethink our attitudes about forgiveness. Now, that's why I chose today's text, because it begins with a warning about how seriously Christians are to take our lives, our roles in modeling those lives of faith. 
Now, this is written about our treatment of new Christians, but I would argue it would be extended to how we treat anybody. We are evangelizing even when we don't know it. People will know who we are by how we act. So in verse 3, Jesus says, watch yourselves, be careful. Then he adds, if your brother sins against you, rebuke him, and if he repents, forgive him. First, notice Jesus tells us we must call out sin. Let people know they've offended us. That's not a problem. If someone's done you wrong, they should know. Now, this has to be handled in a loving way. And that's where I made my mistake at the airport that day. I was just angry. I could have made the point without the anger. Considering the context of this encounter, it probably would have had more of an impact if I'd been gentler and kinder. You see, people at the airport are are pretty much used to people being rude, and they expect that. You get more attention if you're nice. God doesn't want his people to be stepped on or walked on like doormats. I don't think he does. If we refuse to call sin out or wrongdoing out, we're giving permission to it. Let's take a closer look at why. In our church, when we recite the Lord's Prayer, we say, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. We define forgiveness as canceling a debt. Now, that's a perfect definition because it involves understanding the debt for what it is and then letting it go. Author C.S. Lewis wrote, real forgiveness means looking steadily at the sin, the sin that is left over without any excuse after all allowances have been made and seeing it in all its horror, its dirt, its meanness, and malice. I'm not talking about somebody knocking over your computer in the airport. I'm talking about sin. Nevertheless, being wholly reconciled to the person who has committed the sin. So we are treated wrong in this world often. And often we are sinned against. And there's a difference. You know, there are misunderstandings. Uh, Sometimes we're a little too sensitive, but I'm talking about real sin. Forgiveness is hard work. You have to make sure that you understand that whatever's got you riled, whatever's got you mad, that's got to be let go. Is there a limit to that? Well, Jesus says no. That's why he uses the number seven times seven. You see, during biblical times, the rabbis taught that forgiving someone more than three times was unnecessary. But Jesus says, as often as someone sins and apologizes for it, repents, you should be willing to forgive all the time. Seven is this kind of complete number. You have to think about forgiveness as a discipline that you work on. Always forgive. An extraordinary early 20th century preacher, Campbell Morgan, put it this way, Better to secure the sanctity and beauty of our character by being ready to forgive seven times, even if the person is not sincere, than by refusing forgiveness to a truly repentant soul and be in danger of putting a stumbling block in his way. I am so thankful you've joined us today. Remember, Love Rules is totally listener-supported. Won't you make a donation right now to keep this program on the air? Log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org and click on Giving. That's RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. God bless you. Forgiveness is remembering to forget. Think about that. Forgiveness is remembering to forget. It's an act of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 4. 
Love keeps no record of wrongs. When you truly forgive, you trust God to work in you and the other person. True forgiveness remembers to forget. Remember that incredibly horrifying case in Charleston last year when those Christians whose relatives were slaughtered during that Bible study at the Emanuel AME Church forgave the young killer? Most of the country responded in shock and even anger over that decision. And there were editorials and commentaries and and people were saying they would never forgive. Forgiveness is not simply a virtue, however. It is a commandment. God not only tells us to forgive, he ties our forgiveness of others into his forgiveness of us. And that's what those critics and commentators didn't understand. Those people in Charleston had to forgive because they are children of God. Matthew 6, 14, 15. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It couldn't be any clearer. It's a startling warning. If we refuse to forgive others, God will also refuse to forgive us. That's why you have to let it go. Remember to forget. Don't keep thinking about it. Don't dredge it up. Once you've given it away, once you've forgiven the other person, let it go. Now, why would God put such a rigid standard on our ability to forgive when he knows we're human? Why wouldn't he let us off the hook? God knows that we struggle. Why? Because when we don't forgive others, we are denying that we all share common ground as sinners in need of Jesus's forgiveness. You see, it doesn't mean that God only forgives when we forgive. On the cross, Jesus was willing to forgive those who didn't even admit they needed forgiveness. This is really to show us what forgiveness means. Forgiveness really has less to do with the person we're forgiving and more to do with our relationship with God. You see, we're trying to get right with God. We're trying to be righteous with God. We want forgiveness from God. We are totally dependent on God's grace. And knowing that, we can find time and effort to forgive somebody else. Unforgiveness robs us of the abundant life God intends for us. If God can forgive us to honor God, we have to forgive each other. Try it. Remember to forget. Let it go. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m., And remember, our Summer Sunday worship schedule, which is in effect right now, is at 10 o'clock. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116.